In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Well, the disciples could have quoted from the rapper Jay-Z this morning, from the song Empire State of Mind. He raps, Since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. The here is New York City, and for many people, New York City is the center of the universe. For the disciples, though, it's not New York City, it's Jerusalem. And after defeating the city's leaders in a battle of wits, they are walking out of the temple excited by its glitz and their perceived newfound prominence. In a sense, they've made it there so they can make it anywhere. Jesus, of course, does not share their enthusiasm. When Jesus says stones will be thrown down, he is not only speaking of literal stones, but he's also speaking of what those stones mean. The temple stones and Jerusalem buildings were the center of the disciples' universe because they were the place where God promised to be for his people. Prominence within them meant you had the world at your fingertips because God was on your side. Or at least that's what they thought. What the disciples didn't realize, though, that when Jesus cleansed the temple just a few days before today's gospel reading, he was getting it ready for its destruction. That sort of universe was over. Now, when Jesus announced its end, he was also preparing the disciples for what was coming that would replace the temple and Jerusalem with a whole new world and a new way of life with God. Now, what was coming would not arrive easily. In fact, when it approaches, it would be hard on everyone in the entire world. But enduring through the struggles would bring something beyond the disciples' comprehension. It would be so far beyond the disciples' world that it would only be by an act of the Holy Spirit that they would be able to describe it. Jesus tells them the old way and whatever claim they think they have on it is done. And Jesus prepares them to live entirely in a new world. Jesus is telling them life as they know it is over. Now, when Jesus uses the image of birth pains, he's helping us understand in what terms we need to let go of life as we know it and embrace what is coming. Once a woman is pregnant, the doctor and her, of course, figure out a due date, mainly to prepare rather than plan. It's not as if you can depend on that due date and have the cable guy come over in the morning because you're going to have the baby in the afternoon. What you do, though, is prepare as best you can by, in fact, clearing your schedule, packing your hospital bag, so that when your first contraction happens, you are ready. Now, as much as you prepare for it, you're never really fully prepared because there is so much that happens that cannot be described with words. From how long labor is to the amount of pain and pushing, some things must simply live, be lived through because they are beyond what one can describe. And when you hear the first cries of your baby, life as you know it 
is over. And that sounds very good. The old is done and the new has arrived, but the new didn't come without some pain. And of course, I'm sure you're all asking yourselves, how does he know? Of course, I don't know personally, but I've seen it. <laughs> Underline all of this, the preparation, the hardship, and the joy, of course, is purpose and joy. Through the pain and through the suffering, there is purpose and joy. Thus, when Jesus describes birth pains in terms of the disciples being wrongfully accused and convicted, beaten and martyred, he's telling them that what will come will be hard. Entering into this new life will not be easy, but underlying it will be purpose and joy because Jesus is primarily first describing what will happen to him. He will be brought before councils, he will be beaten, he will be hated by all, and he will die. But he is also the one who endures to the end, and he is saved when he is resurrected. Jesus does all of this, of course, for the disciples and for you. So that when the disciples go through the same, or you go through the struggle of leaving the old life and entering into the new, he can guide everyone into that new life. Because Jesus is the only one who lived completely through the old life. The old life has death as its end. But with Jesus, the new life has resurrection as its end. It has salvation. But just like a new life coming into this world through birth pains, this new life will come with hardships. And I know that when life is comfortable, it is tempting to keep life as it is. But Jesus is telling each one of us that the measure of life isn't worldly success, comfort, or ease, but the measure of life is actually enduring life with Jesus. The measure of life is being with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus' words help us this morning from thinking that the good news is easy news. Life with Jesus will be hard because that old life does not want to go away. It will do whatever it needs to do to keep its place of prominence. Jesus tells us, though, when we are faced with returning to the old life or embracing the new life with him, we must rest upon the Holy Spirit's direction in what to say or do. The hardship that comes from siding with Jesus rather than with the world is filled with purpose and joy because the one who endures in the faith will participate in Jesus' victory over death. This means the vision and the work of God are always grander and more startling than we can imagine. And that scares us because it sounds very hard. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, may each one of us this morning rest in the good news that life as we now know it is over and life as God knows it has begun. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.